What's up, everybody? This is Mind Your Money with Miss Be Helpful, a show that highlights people and stories that will inspire you to get your money right. And today, I have somebody who will inspire everybody and anybody to get their money right because she's so young and still is like on her money game, okay? But before we jump in to talk about her story, this week's episode is sponsored by SnowballWealth.com. Snowball Wealth is an awesome website because it allows you to get all of the tools and tips that you need to tackle your student loan debt. And that way you can start saving and start investing and making room for other things that are also financial goals that you have in your budget. It doesn't just compare a bunch of options that you have. It actually focuses on personal finance education first. So really giving you that financial education, you need to understand your loans, to understand what the heck is going on with your student loans, and then also to personalize the plan. And everybody out there who knows me and listens to my show, you know how I'm obsessed with informing people, educating people, empowering you so that you can make the best money decision for you in your situation. So if you have student loans, you can head on over and sign up at Snowball Wealth dot com okay so today welcome to the show joelle what's up joelle hey thank you um they don't, don't thank you just for finding the time to sit down it's there's a lot going on so i appreciate you making time to talk about this money is an important conversation for young people to have so i want as many people to hear your story as, as possible so um tell us a little bit for those people listening who um don't know you and the work that you do joelle and i actually met through the hella helpful workshop series that was planned by hey Berna. If you guys don't know, follow Berna already at Hey Berna. Go follow her. She's <laughs> a <sure>. dope financial <laughs> hype woman who's amazing. And she hired Joelle to do her social media strategy. Um, so tell us about, you know, yourself and how you ended up working with Berna. All right. So my name is Joelle. I'm 23 from Maryland. I graduated from college in 2018. Um, got my business management degree at LIM College in New York. Yeah. Right now, I am still a nine-to-fiver working from home and uh, I freelance social media strategy for Berna and also someone else named Nadia who has mm -hmm. leadership coaching services. So cool. it's a short but long but crazy story with Berna. I was following <laughs> someone else named Donye Taylor. She is a great resource for everything digital. Nice. She posted Berna's $50,000 debt payoff video on her mm. story I'm like, who is this chick? I love her. So I went to, her, <laughs> went to her Instagram page, was like binging on her stuff. At this time, I think she was traveling the world for like a year. She yeah. had a job at Instagram. That's posted right. that video about how she paid off her debt. Um, I was watching, it was called the Felicia's wallet, but she changed it to Berna's wallet now. Yeah. And I was following her for months and months and months at a time. And when I was in college, about my sophomore year, I knew that I was interested in digital marketing. Yep. But once I graduated, I couldn't find anything in my area or people who would hire me in that position. Yeah. There was a lot of, you know, you don't have enough experience. Of course. Blah, blah, of course. Blah. Right. Although I had done about three or four internships while I was in school working part-time, doing mm -hmm. a lot of things in that area, still didn't get anything in that realm. So mm. I started temping, doing more administrative roles, but I still wanted to do digital marketing. So I watched a video about side hustles and it inspired me to reach out to a few people that I admire on social media, one of them being Berna at the time. Yep. 
But I was like, okay, I need to do this a little differently. More on my P's and Q's and not just like, hey, you hiring? Like, no, I needed to be more intentional and specific. So I spent like a few hours updating my resume, creating some writing samples that would maybe apply to what maybe she would need. She hadn't posted that she needed help, but I wanted to be like the first to reach out Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. I don't know, at least that was in my mind. I didn't know if anyone had reached out. So I made this email, like I made it really tailored to her. And I mentioned that I was on a financial, a personal financial journey myself, like just graduating college trying to tackle my student loan debt, like having to figure all of this out on my own. So I sent that over and she responded that she needed some time to figure out what kind of help she needed. And a few weeks later, we started working together. She was like, oh, I figured it out. All right, let's do it. (laughs) That is amazing. Well, first of all, it's amazing because um, you have been watching her and and admiring her for a while. And then you actually get to work with her. So that's dope for you. But also what I find is dope from that is if you guys are not listening closely, listen again, go back and replay that. She put in that work. Okay, hours just on her resume, just on her writing samples, researching Berna's style, Mm -hmm. looking at how she is and pitching her in a way that was unique to Berna. She -hmm. was not sending the same resume and the same writing sample to 20 different people on social media and waiting for one of them to hit her back. I know so many people that do that. They make one resume one cover letter, and they just go send, 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 and a mass sent to a bunch of people. If that is what you've been doing, and it is not working for you, it does. Boom, work. It don't work for nobody because I did that, and it wasn't working. It's not it going to work. So I love that you took the time and the effort, and you put your passion into making yourself the type of person that Berna would want to hire and that she would believe that she needs on her team because of your skill set, because of your style, because of how well you know her needs and her style. So that was so smart on your part and obviously is a tried and true technique that works when you're looking for work. So all y'all out there listening, especially my youngins out there, freshly out of college, y'all need to take notes, okay? Do what Joelle did and personalize your approach to each individual person that you're interested in working with, partnering with, and interested in getting hired by. It's got to be personalized. It cannot be a template cookie cutter thing that everybody else is getting to because they can tell. They can. They can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love that. Good job, Joelle. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to start with a, a fun question that I always like to throw out there at the beginning of the show, which is what is an experience? expensive purchase that you made in your life that you regret it to this very day. You feel like it was just ridiculous and you can't believe you spent all those dollars in that way. What would that be? The most expensive would have to be school. (laughs) A lot of people have been saying that. It would have to be school. I wouldn't say 100% that I would say that I regret it because it's, it was like an entire package Instead of just the educational part, it was being able to be out on my own, go to an area where I would seek more opportunities Mm -hmm. and going to a school that emphasized more so career prep over, I mean, as equal as education, which I feel as though I got. It's just that like, I wish I would have prepped for it differently, although I'm not sure how I would have with the information and resources that I had, but those first two years I lived in the dorms, 
I wish there was some magical way that I could have not done that or at mm. least somehow stuck it out and done the whole two year community college thing. But then it's like, if I think about it in that aspect, I don't know if I would have still gone the route that I've gone. Like if I still would have actually left that my community college, gone to the college I wanted to go to or just right. stopped at some point. Right. And just started it's like working. when I, yeah, I'm like, I don't know what would have happened. Would I have been in a different field? Would I, would I have just thought, okay, well, I just settle for what's around me. I feel mm-hmm. like going to school in New York and being surrounded by so many like hustlers, inspiring people who don't take no for an answer and go after everything that like mindset is instilled in me. Yeah. Whether it's if I would have stayed here after high school, I feel like I would have just settled for just the opportunities here and done something that I'm unhappy with. So Mm -hmm. I regret the amount, but the experience, Mm -hmm. not really. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I think, especially, well, LAM, the school that you went to is actually very well known in the fashion industry. It is, Mm -hmm. it is a very, uh, it's a very prestigious school for people that do fashion. Did you, when Mm -hmm. you went there, did you think, oh, I'm going to go into fashion? Like, is that why you specifically wanted to? I thought of it as a possibility, but the reason I chose that school was I knew that I liked fashion, but since it was a business school and I was going to get my business degree, I knew that even if I wasn't in the fashion industry, that I could- yeah. Use that for any other industry, which I ended up doing. Yeah, because awesome. there ain't no fashion here, <laughs> girl. No. What, what, fashion? Girl, what, to go no where? Fashion, nothing. <laughs> you said, um, you said that when you finally did get a job, you ended up just doing the nine to five life, which you're doing now, but also mm-hmm. doing some side hustles. So, what mm-hmm. did your first nine to five job end up being when you finally did get hired? So, post graduation. It was rough finding a job, like period, at all. It doesn't yeah. matter what it was. I was applying crazy even while, even before I graduated. But once I got here, I went like four months without a full-time role. What I did in those four months was brand ambassador work, which is like event staff. Yeah. So if it was an alcohol brand or like... I did an event for Kingsford one time Mm -hmm. where I was just like helping out with the photo booth. So I was doing that during those four months, but it was very sparse in between. Um, But then I started signing up for temp agencies, like signing up for their portal and being sent more because I'm like, I need something. I Mm -hmm. need income. My grace period is about to be over. I need to pay it. So my first job was at a hotel company, their corporate office. A lot of hotel companies' corporate office are in the DMV area. Mm. So Choice Hotels, Marriott, um, Hilton, I think, Hyatt, like they're all either D.C., Maryland, or Virginia. So I worked for one of them, and I was doing data entry for people to apply and open up a franchise. I was doing like the application. Oh, my God, your job is you just running to work every day. Can't wait to open Man, up. Man, I was like, and it was very manual because we were print, like physically printing oh, these applications, God. all their documents, putting it in Manila folders. What the, so, is it 1998? What, I like, and I, they still do that to this day. Oh, <laughs> we yeah, just have yeah. file cabinets of just people's applications. So wow. that was my first job. And I worked there. It was supposed to be for three months that turned into nine. Mm. Oh, yeah, because you the, were doing temping at first, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it was, it was definitely temp. 
And yeah, it just went longer than it was supposed to because I was applying to other positions and I still wasn't getting anything. So I had to just stay where I was at. And then I ended up switching to another job, which is where I'm at now. And I'm still temping because they've been, you know, pushing me along, pushing me along, pushing me along. And then this happened. So of course, yeah, it's just slowing down the process even more. But while I was at my previous temp position, that's when I was like, this is so boring and this is not what I want to do. So I need to figure out how I'm going to incorporate what I like. So that's, that's when the whole process of like reaching out to burn up. I love that. I love that. Uh, It's so funny because I I have a similar thing that happened to me. I was working at a company, an education company, and I was doing like after school math and reading stuff. I like, uh, it was an okay job, but I didn't feel passion. Like I would go to work and be like, all right, same thing all over again, open up shop, close down, talk to, you know. And so I got bored. And that's when I was like, all right, I want to do something. And I had just finished paying off my debt. So I started YouTubing. I just started posting videos and it's be helpful. Like just one YouTube video, then another one, then another one. So it's funny that sometimes in those jobs that you just got to do it for a paycheck, but you mm-hmm. don't really love it. That sometimes is a good experience for people because it makes them seek something else out oh, that yeah. they do find passion for. So, I mean, you know, a lot of people say like, don't do nothing if you don't love it. Only find your passion, follow your passion. But yo, sometimes you have to take a job for that paycheck mm-hmm. and that's how you will discover what you really want to be doing when you're not working. So, you know, everybody has their own path, but I, I tend to agree that doing it that way does help you figure out what you like. Um, okay. What about the opposite side of that? An experience or a purchase um, that you made that was just so expensive, but you still you don't regret it. You still stand by it, and it was worth it for you. Um, so I gave myself a graduation gift of a trip. Nice. So I went to Japan with both Ooh, of my brothers for ten days, and it was a coin, quite a coin, but it was a well spent coin. I would do it again if we could travel right now. I would go again. <laughs> right. It was an amazing trip because during my four years of college. I thought about studying abroad, but the cost was just too much for me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I already owe this place way too much. You're not getting a penny out of me. So I was like, all right, well, I'll save up some money. And instead, I'll give myself with the trip Yeah. after I graduate. So that was probably in total between flight, stay, entertainment, maybe like 2000 maybe like from 1500 to $2,000, but I I would easily spend it again. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't crazy. sound like a crazy amount for a trip to, to Asia because that, you know, a trip from the U.S. to Asia is going to be expensive. The flight mm-hmm. alone, I mean, we're talking about thousands of dollars, but the fact that you were there for 10 days means that trip was $200 a day. That's not so bad. In August, because it was the cheapest out of the whole year, it was yeah. like $700. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like a thousand, which is on more average or higher end of how much yep. it costs to go fly that far to Japan. Yeah. So, girl, I had everything out. I, I'm like, we stayed at a couple different places because I'm like, oh, no, no, no. We're right. flying cheap, cheap, cheap. Yep, My yep, mom works yep. at a hotel. It was like, which, where can we use her discount? Where can no. we use that? I love this bargain hunting. <laughs> okay, wait. So this is something that's just like about you. This is just how you are. So when I, when I did the one of the, the savings free webinars for um for Hella Helpful, I realized like a lot of people in the comments who are around your age, maybe a little younger, or a little older, were all like, budget? Who's that? Who's she? I don't know what that is. I don't uh-uh, don't nobody got time. So that's just whatever, no money, whatever. All these reasons. And then your comments stood out to me because you were like, 
I sit down and I see my every dollar, every dollar app every single day. And I do my budget every single day. And I was like, wow, like Joely's mad young. And yet here she is like on top of her ish, you know? So how did you become that type of person who makes spreadsheets before they go to Japan with all the costs detailed out and who, you know, budgets every single day using the app and stays on top of your finances? Like, did that just happen? Or were you, you know, like, did you develop a passion for for being on top of your money? Uh, it was a... It was over a gradual amount of time because I was definitely one of those people. So when I saw people in the chat for Hella Helpful saying, man, I don't know. I don't know about budgeting. I don't know about it. That was definitely me. I was definitely one of those people. It was like my freshman year of college. We had, I think, like a freshman introductory course where they were going over our loans yeah. And what they mean, and we, I'm already in school. Right, it's too late. Point, to back. I'm already here. Already took it out. Already did my FAFSA. Already took out the money. And they're like, "Yeah, this is what this means." Yep, these loans are in current interest today, right now. Right Mind now. you, at that point, I didn't even have my login. Oh, I didn't even know how much it was. Like I knew the realm of how much it was, but I didn't know like how much to that day I owed, and it was like week two week three of school I didn't even know who my provider was after I had that class my it just the switch went off I'm sitting here calling emailing harassing our um financial aid department like what's how do I get my login who do I owe money where can I log in blah 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 oh what's popping you y'all need to figure figure this out I wanted to know everything at that point because I'm like because before you (laughs) when you're 17 18 even if you are aware of how much things are, you don't realize how much how much really that amount is and what's realistic. Like they shoot numbers at you. Uh, they shoot numbers about how much your education is going to cost and they reiterate investment, investment, investment. This is how much you can make and throw this big range. You don't even know where you fall in the range, but most likely you fall on the lower end of the range when you first start out. So when you hear like 10,000, 20,000, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, like you don't just, realize how yeah. much really it takes to make that amount of money. No. And also you've never even seen or Ain't had that, that much money. money. Like no. tens of thousands of dollars, it doesn't mean anything to mm-hmm. me. It's so yeah, true. It's not until like you start working and then you start really learning about like how much people make, especially when you're starting out yeah. and like how much really does interest affect like a total amount Mm -hmm. if it's okay it's gonna add like no and it and then I realized like oh this accrues daily yes that is how they get you yes while I'm in school daily Mm -hmm. so that's when I started making payments when I was in school oh my goodness that is so freaking smart Girl, I would owe so much more right now if I hadn't started paying. How the money. how the hell did you figure that out? Like that I is kept logging in every day, and I was like, oh, ooh, ooh, mm. wait a minute, this is larger than it was yesterday. Like I started logging it, logging it, like writing it down, like writing the balance, like every it. time and I looked at it, and I'm like, this don't make no sense. How did mm. I pay this, and it still looks like this? Yep. It doesn't make sense. Subtraction is supposed to work so that the number, the answer is less when you subtract. Yeah. I paid them. They're supposed to subtract that payment, but it's more. It's more. <laughs> that's, that's addition. That's not subtraction. I know basic math. This don't make sense, right? Like, 
I love that. Every time I go to colleges and I do workshops or I talk to people that are about to go to college, I always say, if there's one thing that you could do that will save you so much money and it actually won't cost you much at all, mm-hmm. is to log into your student loan portal every freaking week and mm-hmm. pay off the interest they charge. It might mm-hmm. be like $6. It might be like $9.25. Yeah. Pay it every In the beginning, week. it's so much less. It's and tiny amount. Your senior year is going to be like mm. right, but your freshman year—that's when it's the least because yeah. it only dispersed. It's not; it hasn't accumulated semesters on semesters on semesters. Exactly, we're talking I about like maybe seven, ten thousand, not twenty-five dollars a month. That's nothing. That's all I had. Right. But at the end of yeah. the day, you think about how much you saved yourself by mm-hmm. not letting that $25 a month accumulate plus the interest on it. Yeah. Like that's the thing people don't realize. Small amounts over mm-hmm. big over long periods of time. And a, four years is a long, long time. If you exactly. get your bachelor's degree or if you take even longer in school, which is perfectly normal. Like yep. the first year, you're like, oh, this isn't gonna make a difference. Over four years, maybe mm-hmm. $25 payments a month. But you can later increase if you make more. Because then I got higher paying internships. I was able to pay a little more. But yeah, Um, you know, what's crazy is a lot of people don't realize it. They think, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But let's say if you do, um, you know, you borrow $100 at the end of the year, if you don't pay anything on it and it's a 6%, now your balance went up to 106. They break that $6 up into 365 small amounts and charge it to you every day until at the end of the year, it adds up to $6. So then you log in at the end of the year and see 106, but you slowly got there. Okay. Now your balance is now $106. Next year starts 6% all over again. It's accumulating on top of the 106. Thank you. It's not, it's not 6% of a hundred anymore. That was the original Mm -hmm. balance. Now it's 6% of the 106. So now you have to pay. Now you're at the end of that year, your balance is now $112 and 40 something cents. And you're like, wait, what? I only borrowed a hundred dollars. How is it that my sophomore year I log in and it's $112 and 40 something cents. And that's a tiny example. Like if Mm -hmm. we were talking about thousands of dollars, we got to add zeros to everything. So we're, so now we're talking about 70 80 hundreds of dot 90 and then if we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. we're talking about six percent on ten thousand dollars we're talking about hundreds of dollars every single year in fees that you literally didn't know were being charged and so Mm -hmm. by the time you log in it's a little too late because the interest was already added and now all you have to do is pay it you have no other choice but if you log in when you're in college and you pay even nineteen dollars twenty dollars seventeen dollars nine dollars eleven twelve dollars it's annoying but by nipping it in the bud now it doesn't Mm -hmm. accumulate more interest past that so by the time you go to graduate you only owe the amount that you actually borrowed instead of the amount you borrowed plus all the compounded interest after four years. Like, and that's a word. Yep. And that's a word. So you're so smart that you, first of all, for those of y'all listening who, if you're in this position where you just got to college or you are, you have the opportunity to, to make a change in your student loan situation, log in every log day. In. You Hit got like, I think for me, that's the biggest thing I noticed that's different between people that have student loans and people that don't is that people that don't have student loans that we don't, I didn't have student loans until my, my junior year. I took one student loan to go study abroad. It was $5,000. That was it. And I did not know anything about student loans. So when I took it out, I just let it sit there. And so by the time I graduated, six months after graduation is when I, they started billing me. That's the first time I ever logged into my student loan portal. And it was way more than $5,000 because it had accrued interest for a year mm-hmm. and a half. So if you have student loans, 
there's there's two camps of people with student loans. The people who log into their accounts and know their student loan situation mm-hmm. and the people that never log in until they get their first bill. Don't be the second type. Be the type of person who logs in from day one. And if your school hasn't given you a username and password, like Joelle said, like she didn't have it, be up in their grill. Excuse mm-hmm. me. What's popping is me again. Hey, I need that username and password. I need that portal login. Yep, I'm back. Hey, it's me again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Still didn't get that portal password, username and password. Because every day they're charging you interest. Every single day. Oh, Lord. I remember I was helping this girl with her student loans a couple years ago. And she was like, I don't understand what's happening. Why are they charging me? Like it, every day it goes up by $3.24. Yeah. $3.24 every single every day. Single day. And there's 30 days in a month. Do the like, math. Do the math. Twelve months in a year. Do the math. A lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. And I, and that may have been just on one loan. Exactly. It was. There may have been other ones. It that was. Also are- <laughs> it was. And the funny thing is, yeah. literally, I'm, I can't do the math off the top of my head. Let me do this on my laptop. Three three dollars and twenty four cents times three hundred and sixty five days. One thousand one thousand one hundred eighty two dollars and sixty cents. So you could save yourself that much money. Plus the interest on that, if you just start logging every day and pay the $3, like just, it sounds annoying, but if you do, or do it every week, pay 20 bucks a week, whatever, but you, you save yourself so much money later. Um, okay. So you figure that out. You crack that code. You're like, hold up. They charge me daily. Now nah, you logged in and you started to change the way you were handling it, which was by paying off just the interest as much mm-hmm. interest as you could afford. And how yeah. did that change your, your loan outcome? Like when you graduated, did you only the only owe the, the original principal balance? So if I would have gone by like my actual like bill of like how much I took out versus yeah. how much I ended up with, yeah. I think I was able to pay off probably almost 20000 not on my own, but also in combination with scholarships that I got along the way and using my tax refunds and mm. refunds to pay my while I was in school. <laughs> yes, yes. There's too I, many those people. Those never went to me. Yeah. Ever, 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 ever. Mm. I just paid it immediately and pretended that I didn't even own it because... You never even saw it. I was like, I don't got this money. This money is not mine. But um, that's fine. It, it also gave me motivation to seek scholarships. like Because I'm like, nah, this amount needs to go down. I would be calculating, okay, like if I get a lot of scholarships and I'll be able to pay it down by this much. Like my yes. goal was before I graduated to get down that amount as low as possible. Yes. My goal was to get it down and to be completely transparent. I graduated with probably close to 70. Okay. And my goal was to get it as close to 50 as possible, which didn't happen, but yeah, it you, is what it is. You, did everything that you could to try to do that. That's the best. Yeah. The There's too many college kids out there just chilling, partying, hanging out, worrying about, you know, worried about the wrong things and saying to them, oh, I figured out when I get a job. And yet here you were trying to figure out how to lower that balance before you even got your first job. And that, yo, you're, I don't even know if you know how lucky you are that this just, that this epiphany hit you when you, when you were in your accounts, because you're so lucky that it did. Like, if you hadn't done that, girl, you, it would be a very different story. No, would I, would be be in a, I would be, I would be probably in a hundred, like in a hundred K right now. And I, yeah, knew, I just knew, I was like, I cannot, there is no way I'm going to pay that off. Well, there is, but then there, I'm just going to be miserable. Miserable for a long time. And now time. two years later, I'm in the 30s. 
Woo! Here we go. I'm, we go. I'm still continuing the same thing where I'm yes. still paying it off very yeah. aggressively because I don't want to be here. I hate yeah. it here. <laughs> yeah, girl, I feel you. You got to get out, get out, and don't look back. Okay, so, but this sounds like it's something internal within you because you sat in yeah. that class and you were like, Oh, what? Chill. Wait, this money stuff is not, this doesn't sound right. And then you went and did the work. You tried to log in, you, you contacted your financial aid department, you did all the work. But there's a lot of kids that sit in that class or college students, college kids that sit in that class and hear that person talking about loans. They get a headache. They scratch in their head. You know, that meme, that gif with like all the, yeah, the triangle, the math numbers coming in front of you. You just trying to do the math. You're like, wait, what the, uh, 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 I don't know. And so now you're mad confused. And instead of trying to take action, you just give mm-hmm. up. You just quit because it's too it frustrating. You. You're like, I'll worry about this later. You're smashing your debt so fast, which is crazy. You went from 70K to 30K in just two years. Like that is freaking amazing. I mean, people take 15 years of their life to do something like that. And you did it in two years. Like you're not playing games. And I think it's important for people to know you're not, this is not happening so easy. Like there's a lot of things that you have to do to make it work. So talk to us about what your daily lifestyle sacrifices that are, you know, temporary sacrifices maybe, but things that you're willing to, to maybe to um, adjust in your budget now, knowing that later you will be able to live that good life. But right now you got to sacrifice those things so you can hammer down and smash down the debt. So now I'm a little bit more used to it because I'm about like a year in. Mm -hmm. But just to backtrack to how I got into budgeting, like I said before, it wasn't like, oh, I was budgeting since I was um, in high school. Right. I wasn't even making that much money or paying for that many things. So it was like, okay, I move a dollar here, move a dollar there, buy myself a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Right. If I got a little, if I got paid, you know, instead of a McChicken from McDonald's. Yes. But, <laughs> but um, when I got to my first nine to five tent position, they brought in someone from every dollar or smart dollar to come talk at my jobs because yeah. they were offering the service. Nice. And even though I was a temp and probably not supposed to be um, present there, <laughs> I still went. Because yes, I'm like, yes. you're giving away the program? Oh, Hello. I'm getting it. I'm right. getting it. Yeah, I don't know. I still work here. That's right. So that's how I got the program. Because I think Smart Dollar, you have to pay for every dollar the app, there's a free version, but Smart Dollar is like the whole package. Gotcha. It has. You could sync it up with your accounts and things yeah, like that. Yeah, it has like the debt snowball thing, lessons, tips, and it also has the every dollar thing connected. And you can sync instead of having to do it manually. Yes. So I still have that and I don't work there. So I hope they're not watching. Nobody got to know. <laughs> so yeah, I'm still using it. One time it tried to log me out and I was like, uh, 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 after uh, uh. I stopped working. <laughs> but, log um, right back in. <laughs> That made it so much easier because all I have to do is drag my transaction to a bucket. The first couple months of budgeting, though, I went over budget every month. Yeah. Because I couldn't accurately figure out, like, what limits to set for myself. It was like, is this too much for food? Too little for food? Yeah. Too much for entertainment? Too little for entertainment? Right. And then You got to trial and error to figure Mm -hmm. it out. Yeah. For sure. So if anyone's first starting off, just know the first, I think you mentioned the first six months in the yeah. webinar, the first yeah. six months is, is trial and error, trial That's and error. Right. It is. Especially if it's around the holidays. If December's yeah. in those six months, it just oh. goes out the window. But yep. 
sometimes you don't even spend things that you would normally spend one month versus the other. And you're like, oh, I didn't even think about saving for that because those expenses usually don't come up. So for me, that would be cart maintenance Mm -hmm. because it's not things would come up every month, but I wasn't budgeting for it every month. That's right. It felt unexpected. You knew it was coming, but it felt like yeah. And I hear it. I hear something moving when I'm driving, like something's shaking. But I'm like, I don't know if that's what I think it is. But um, that every dollar app helped because I I have too many different things to sit there and type it. So that little drag feature where I could just put it in my bucket and be on my way. Yeah is my thing but one thing I don't do is I don't do zero based Mm -hmm. because I like giving myself a buffer yeah so I have just like my standard buckets and then whatever else is left over I manually push over to my savings or I keep in my checkings account but that that's just me yeah and but the thing is the good thing is really this will pass like what you're doing right now all of these sacrifices that you're making you're gonna be so glad you made them now because when you get to like to my age I mean I just turned 30 but even 27 28 29 you're all the money that you're giving the student loan companies right now imagine it being yours in two years like yo that is gonna be Honey, I it's happening. Like, <laughs> yo, it's going to come. The day is going to come. And that is why you're doing this. Because otherwise, it's never going to be yours. For the next 15 years, there's always going to be going out, going out a payment, even if it's just a small amount every month. When is it ever going to be where you don't have to send it out no more and you keep it and do what you want with it? That's coming soon. So honestly, stick with what you're doing because what you're doing is exactly what I did. I mean, you had a, you have three times more debt than I had, but my interest rate was four times as much as yours. So I had to go ham on my $20,000 because it was credit card debt. It was like 20, it was like a 25, 26% interest across all my credit cards. Like that was crazy. The interest fees was just killing me. So I, 18 months, I smashed that and I don't regret it. Like, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I was, you know, I was real frugal. Yeah, I was living in my mom's basement at one point. Then I moved in with two roommates and packing my lunch every day, drinking water, like no juice, no soda, no Snapple, no nothing, fan, like nothing. But I don't have to worry about it no more now. I'm debt free. So nobody could tell me nothing. Can't tell me nothing. I feel like that's a song and I can't remember what song it is. But anyway. Kanye West. <laughs> yes, can't tell me nothing. I love that song. Okay, so um, this was so fun. I love this conversation. I cannot wait for you, especially young people, but honestly, everybody, but especially younger people that are around your age in their early 20s to hear this and hopefully get inspired. You guys, you don't have to be in your 30s to get your money right. You can Mm -hmm. get your money right now. You can get your money early. And that way, later when you're my age, yo, your money is yours, right? Like, I think I finally paid off all my debt and got debt free when I was 25. And the first time I actually felt like I had money, I was 27, even though it was a whole year after Mm -hmm. I paid off my debt because it took me time to build up yeah. you know the money so these things take time but you're ahead of the game so keep doing what you're doing and um mm-hmm. thank you thank you again for taking the time I got one last question for you which is a fun all right. one all right so this one is I'm gonna take away the George Washington face on the dollar bill and I'm gonna replace it with yours and I'm gonna put a money mantra above your face of whatever your money message is that you want everybody who sees money touches money um to you know who has a dollar gives a dollar to um see your money mantra what would your money mantra be I mean The one thing that always comes in my head when I think about using money as a tool, as a wealth building tool for my family, for my friends, for my community, 
that mm-hmm. this is all bigger than me. So I would mm-hmm. say that's that's my money mantra. This is yes. all bigger than me. I love that. It's so true. It's not a lot of people think money is just about the, like my money, me, what mm-hmm. I want to do. But actually, people that have a lot of money, they think of more than just them. Like I'm, the more I've grown older and met a lot more wealthier people, they give a lot. They give a lot and they do amazing things for other people with their money because they can. And I feel like money's not just about you, you know, it's about a lot bigger than you. Like you said, family, friends, community. It's you can when you have money, you can use it as a tool for good, not just for your life, but other mm-hmm. people's too. So it's bigger than you. Um, all right, girl. Well, look out for that. I'm going to put you on there and I'm going to tag you and all that good stuff so people can find your little dollar bill with your little money message on it. <laughs> and um, yeah, man, thank you so much. This was so great. And I'm so, I, I don't, I've not personally met you in person, but I'm so proud of you. Like a Dominicana, like 20 freaking in your early 20s. You're, you're not even 25. You're such a baby. You like, uh. and yet you have your ish together. Like you got the right mindset. You got the right habits. You are you know pursuing the things that you're passionate about like yo girl you are lit and just keep doing what you're doing if there's anything i can help you with i mean obviously we're gonna stay connected but you know just don't don't be shy to reach out because you're you're just ugh, you're making me like all kinds of all kinds of proud oh and inspired and you like too. I wish, you make me proud as well and i wish every young person was following what you're doing and thinking the way you're thinking so just keep keep at it Oh my gosh, so glad, so glad to do this. All right, bye, love.